going on, guys? Kieran Headley here from the Pocket Coach Podcast, and I'm here with Lani Rios. All right, we actually met about two months ago uh, from the lad Mikey. Mike uh, introduced us about two uh, two months ago when I just met Mike. So it's crazy that we um, we made all these connections all in one go. It was incredible. And uh, when I was hearing Lani's story, I was um, listening to Lani and a uh, partner Chris just talk about uh, where they've come from and where they're going and just how they're leveling up constantly and it just got me so excited so since then I've been following her on Instagram for a bit and just seeing all the messages that you've been putting out and they're honestly so inspirational to me like and I know they're directed to women so it's just such a beautiful uh, concept and um, and how you've just taken yourself from A to B and you're helping others do the same it's it really fires me up so it's really cool and i just oh, want you to yeah amazing <laughs> wow you're really an incredible individual just the fact like i just listened to a little bit of your story before and that got me pumped up so i'm like yes let's do this uh so here we are we're doing this and um Lani, please introduce yourself um uh who are you what do you do and where are you from cool first i love the name of your podcast because Thank there's you. so many names that i'm like Ugh, boring <laughs> but that's fucking it's a great one good so i like that one yeah. I am Lonnie, and I am originally from Orange County, Mm. and I moved to Bali in 2012, and there was this part of me that I, like, people were like, why'd you know to move to Bali? I was like, it was fucking screaming at me, like, move to Bali, it was that loud, and every time I ignored it, something else, like, really bad happened, and so finally I was like, okay, I'm gonna go, and I come from a family... So I had come from a very codependent family, very unhealthy relationships. People stay because I'd rather be with somebody shitty than alone. So I grew up, I'm the oldest of five. We grew up so codependent. Like I would literally get anxiety if I had to go to the bank by myself. Like I would get like a sweat mustache of like, <gasps> I have to go by myself. But I was the faker that would like get on the fucking bar and like do it, you know, like I could always okay. like go into character, but right. like came down to it. But deep I, down had that anxiety. Oh, total empty hole. So this was the craziest thing I'd ever fucking done in my life, going to yeah, Bali alone. Amazing. Okay, wow. Actually, can I backtrack to yeah, the family stuff, actually? Yeah. Can you please introduce little Lani? Yeah. Uh, yeah, introduce little Lani and start from there, actually. Give me yeah. a little uh, background on your family. I know you shared a little bit before, but please go into depth with this. Yeah, with so totally. That's how I describe her, little Lani. And yeah. I'll, I'll also call it, like, you know, the old Lani and the new Lani. Mm. So I... Uh, Grew up super poor. We grew up in HUD housing. That's like government housing, welfare, food stamps. Like, I remember seeing my mom like pulling out. We're like, "What are you doing?" And like, people, like kids in line would be like, "What? That's not money!" Because they're like so interested. And my mom would be all embarrassed. So like, I didn't know what was going on, but I remember feeling really embarrassed and super poor. Like, I just always remember there wasn't enough. Right. We don't have money. You can't have this ice cream. We can't eat out. We can't go to McDonald's. Like, there was just. It was always like, <gasps> I always had anxiety. I remembered knowing I was poor from like under five. It was like super weird, but my dad like always tried to make it fun, but my mom was always like, we don't have right. that. So I was sexually abused under the age of five by a neighbor and I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell anybody and I just knew that it was wrong because they didn't know what the fuck was going on. So come to age 15 of like yeah all the women in my family have been abused my grandmother was beat to fuck by my alcoholic grandfather i never have met him he used to beat my dad like my my mom's in an abusive marriage like the women in my family are have always been less than men it's always been known like you're not fucking good enough mm-hmm. and you'll never be rich and you better marry a man and you're lucky if you get one because right. don't be fat don't say what you feel like it was always this known not like 
we're not good enough. Right. So you need to, if you want to survive in this world, you better find a man that's good enough, that's going right. to take care of you. And it was like all, you know, just always never being able to measure up and always having to fake who you, who I was around. Like, yeah. okay, I need this approval and attention. So I'm going right. to be like the positive, happy one. And like, I can make you laugh wow. and I can do the show. And like, yeah. it was just, it's so confusing and exhausting because you never know who you are. You really and see you, where that anxiety came from though. Wow. Yeah. It's just, it's always a faking. And yeah. I always had high energy, but it, it was like, I was using it for like this faking. So come to age 15, I really needed help with this sexual abuse that I never told anybody yeah. about. And I, I had always known that I wanted to be a healer and I had this gift. Like I also could remember visions of when I was five years old under like helping people. Like I didn't know what that was either. I couldn't, I couldn't say like, hey guys, I'm having a vision. It was like, well, how the fuck are we going to eat tomorrow? Like don't like dirty house, you know, like we we're just trying to meet our basic needs. So it's not like, hey. I want to help the world. Like that yeah. would have been weird to say. And I knew that. So I just like didn't say shit like that. Yeah. And I started using drugs at 15 because it was like, it became too much. Like my like spiritual, like energy and my love, like I didn't know how to process my own pain. So I can't therefore process anybody else's. And so I started using drugs. I still was a fucking perfectionist. I was still getting straight A's. Like I'll wow. do my homework, get straight A's and be like, okay, drugs, because I like hate my mom and I hate, like it was just wow. this double-sided. I was like always the best, like, you know, gymnast and cheerleader. Like I was the, always pushing myself to the limits because I needed the outside mm. approval. And that's how I got my love. I was like, okay, I'm gonna be perfect. Like I'm gonna get straight A's at school. And then the right. teacher would be like, oh, you're so amazing. And I'd feel good for a second and then it'd go away. I'm like, yeah. okay, I need that next hit. Okay, I'm gonna be like the best, you know, like at work, the best employee, the best, like I was always trying to be the best because I could get that hit and self-worth. Incredible. But it never filled that hole. Yeah. So you're always searching. And then that leaves like jealousy, so much jealousy, so much anger. It's so related to that. It's just, always missing the mark, always, someone says that was amazing, and I'm like, yeah, but I didn't do that. Yeah. Like, just never being able to feel it, always a but, a but, I'm not good enough because, yeah. I'm not good enough but. Yeah. And so, like, now that I have these strategies and I've broken through, it's like, when I, I ended up getting in a really abusive marriage, that was my rock bottom, so it was like, shitty How, relationship. I have only been out of it for, just a little over two years, or less than two years. Wow. June, July, where are we? Yeah, under two years, wow. just under two. Okay, but w when did it start? So I moved to Australia in January of 2016. Right. And I knew he was abusive because you, I know it. I was like, all, I was like that. You've seen it though. Oh, I was yeah. like fucking searching for it. I was like into it because that's all I know. And you yeah. know, when you think that like love is pain and suffering and abuse and chaos and you haven't worked through that and you're trying to save everyone else, like that's all that you can attract. It's like Velcro. Yeah. So my favorite thing to tell people because I get messages a lot from people like I'm in an abusive relationship or this man took everything from me. And I'm like, no one's coming to save you. Nobody fucking came and got me out of my abusive marriage. Yeah. I had to get myself out. And it's like, I can feel like the power and energy of like tearing up because the, the, the fucking worst advice is, oh, I'm sorry, poor you. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, you're never gonna get through this, fuck. Why the fuck would that help anybody? Like, I mean, I've been through some, a lot of trauma experiences. I was almost raped in my room by a masseuse and it all stems down to this program of I believed that I wasn't worthy. And I literally thought 
that I deserve to be abused. So I can hear millions of stories and I'm like, stop with the fucking stories. I don't want to hear that shit. Let's get to the root, yeah? Let's figure out why all this chaos is happening. Like the root of the abuse. Why this is something that you're attracting and and Mm. coming in. And it's not about you're a horrible person and it's your fault, but it's a vibration, dude. We're on the law of attraction. Absolutely. I'm with you. Yeah, like I attracted that abusive man because he didn't believe he was worthy of being loved and I didn't believe that I was worthy of being loved and he was abused, so he abused people and I was abused, so I accepted that and we were a perfect match until I decided that that wasn't what I wanted anymore and I was going to do something different. So yeah, I escaped from that marriage and it wasn't like... Lonnie, this woman who'd done six years of healing in Bali and meditation training and life coach training and yoga training and worked with like, you know, high priestesses and Reiki. Like that wasn't the one who shows up when you, when you're all, when you make these decisions that like are awful and hurtful. It's that little fucking Lonnie who is under five, who doesn't feel safe, who like the big one is like, why, like no one's helping me. No one's listening to me. It's like almost like I'm in a room screaming and like no one can hear me. Like I'm this five-year-old that's just doesn't feel safe, doesn't feel protected, is just chaos is like, that's all that I knew. And so that's the one that shows up to marry the abusive man. Yeah. Not like a a person who loves themselves because that just means that my standards were low as fuck to like walk into something like that. Like when somebody tells you, oh, I didn't know, I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah, of course. The intuition is screaming like, the universe is guiding us and giving us a million signs and opportunities. But mm. like, I am, I know I rejected so many opportunities to, I did reject opportunities to get out of that abusive relationship and I didn't take, I, I rejected them. Mm. I didn't take them. Do you feel like it was that emptiness that just craved attention from this specific being or from this like sort of, um, or this need to be approved yet there was just still not enough in that relationship so you just craved more? Yeah, it was like, my the definition of the old Lonnie was like yeah. I'm doing everything for everyone. Look, I'm like he abuses me and then I forgive him. Right. And and then I resent him. Yeah. So it was this like just feeding of my ego. It's just yeah. like this feeding frenzy. In that space though, in that space of damaged Lonnie, like where you were, where you did feel damaged and you did did kind of go through the cycle, was this for you an inescapable need? The relationship with me. Yeah, it's, At that point in time. it's feeding my belief that I'm a piece of shit. Right. So I'm doing a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. So I don't believe I'm worthy. So now I'm in an abusive relationship and the man that's supposed to love me and protect me more than anybody mm. is hurting me more than anybody. So see, right. you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Even, even he won't even love you. Right. But then like hating him for I it. I see now. <laughs> yeah. I see now. So like feeding yeah. this, it's like, we all have, we have a reason why we, totally do every- we need to be right. Right. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh so my God. Oh yeah, my God. Us. Yes. Yeah. And the number one thing I say is like my ego, because for mm. me, like my younger siblings are addicts. So heroin, like mm. really fucking gnarly. My, my, I'm the oldest of five. The youngest one is even younger, but like the two, one, two years younger, tried to kill himself when he was like 17, like major, major drugs. And so I moved to Bali when I was 30, but up to then my purpose had been trying to save my siblings. So I did the same thing. I bailed them out of jail, give them money in the middle of the night, fucking stay up all night to make sure they didn't die choking on their throat. And then what do I do? Resent them. Oh, can you believe my life? Guess who got all wasted again? And guess who I had to pick up? Okay, no one held a gun to my head and made me enable them, but I chose to do that. So I just got myself in the same 
pattern. So subconsciously, I'm little Lonnie trying to save these siblings that I love more than anything. But we all know that until you're ready, no one can save you. Yeah. So I couldn't save them. No matter even if I literally die for them, which I would, they would still use drugs if they decided to. Yeah. I can't stop that. So I'm repeating the same process in my marriage because he was an addict. Same shit, like abuse. And so in my marriage, I would, he would say, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do it again, whatever. This, it's such a simple, abusive cycle like the abuse and then i'm sorry i'll never do it again and then the abuse and then i'm sorry it's just this yeah, really see. simple like five-year-old program that every abusive relationship goes into yeah. and my ego was like if he doesn't change then you're not good enough yeah and he like you're not worthy of being loved because he didn't change because if he loved you enough he would right. change so That's to it. be right it was like trying to protect yeah. me by almost killing me yeah it's so gnarly yeah it's crazy how we literally look at the short term. It's like this instant gratification of a lo over long-term happiness. Like what will make us happy is the most uncomfortable fucking thing, right? Um, but we, so we never go that route. Because it's so, it's like there's instant pain. We, obviously we're not gonna go for the instant pain, we go for that short-term gratification. So literally what you said was um, exactly what I resonate with perfectly, which is, wow, it's so easy to be comfortable. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and so easy to prove ourselves right by going that easy route, opposed to actually um, admitting to our ego, admitting to those insecurities that are uh, that are sprouting that ego and being like, okay, well, I'm human. I have insecurities. I'm allowed to feel this. Uh, so let's admit to those and heal those. Yeah. Well, and I want to talk about that, which is what actually, what was the moment where you, I, I would like a little in depth of this, if that's okay with you is, um, and that what, what was the moment for you where you made that decision to make the choice of, okay, this is my ego. This is what I'm going to do about it. I'm not sure that I could, okay, so I was like amazing at like regurgitating Eckhart Tolle and Buddha at that point. I okay. was teaching yoga and like I, no one knew, I was like showing, like I was totally underweight because that's the only thing I could control. So I was like just not eating because I just felt so out of control and so insane. Yeah. So I was very good at spewing from my 5% consciousness that knows, right. hey, you have an ego, hey, you can decide either accept the situation or move. There's two choices. Like I was so consciously aware of that. Yeah. But then the my 95%, the little Lonnie was just like taking over and rearing her, you know, tantrums and I'm not good enough and all the time. So I tried to leave a few times and yeah. I mean my passport would be taken, like it was just I mean it wasn't like I like it was hard. Like yeah. I would be physically held in the house. But there was a moment that I I decided like, I think you can pull this off. And I had to like create like a, a lie to him and like a plan, like I was going all like freaking ninja on everyone's ass. I was like wow. lying to everybody and like, I was like, okay, I'm gonna just like, I had to think of an excuse. And when I opened up to the possibility, it's like, I haven't told this story yet. So it's like, well, when I opened up to the possibility of like, I okay this is gnarly and i've been in this is like all i know for the last two years and i i didn't have a phone i didn't have family i was overseas no one knew about it if i said i was going to leave he drained the bank account so because we had to um combine one for the visa so i'd have no money so it was just like really tough you know what i mean like i why i couldn't just go buy a ticket and leave it was like it had to be like a a, a super like deep plan that i was hiding and then gonna execute and the moment that i was like Okay, I think, okay, so this isn't how you're gonna live your life because like, I mean, I was living like a rat. Like I was afraid for my life a lot. And the moment I decided it was a decision, that's always what it comes down to. It didn't take me two years to get out. It took me a moment to decide. 
and I got a message from a, a friend in Bali. Hey, I I heard you maybe you might be coming back to Bali and trying to get sort your visa. I have a friend who maybe needs a yoga teacher for a retreat for a few months, and I had no money at this time, and I wasn't going to get any if I left. So that was like everything, and I was like what the fuck like I just decided and then like the universe just gave me and I'd been trying to get like opportunities like this for the two years but I wasn't really ready to leave so they never really came so I opened up the universe delivered this opportunity to me which was enough money I had my story I'm just going for a visa I'm just going for a couple months for the retreat I'll come back I'm coming back I promise I love you I'll see you in a couple months and then and then I got out and I got to Bali but I, I still wasn't telling anybody and that hiding, that hiding that shit, you know, leaves it open for you to go back. Right. That's why I, I, you don't tell people. Yeah. Because you can go back. I say, yeah, yeah. So you tell someone that you're being abused, option. they hold you accountable. Like, okay. you can't go back. So I decided at the end of the three months because, like, literally, and my mom was like, my mom knew at this point, but she's in an abusive marriage. So how much fucking advice can somebody give you that doesn't take the step? She was like, he's going to kill you if you go back. Like, because at this point, he's like, oh, just come back and get the rest of your stuff. And just let's just end it and say bye in person. And my mom's like, he's going to fucking kill you if you go back. Like, he's not going to let you go. And I was like, yeah, that's right. Okay. So I'm not going back. And then I actually, like, I wasn't suicidal at that point. I wasn't thinking how I was, like, partying and, like, you know, Instagramming my butt and getting attention from dudes. So, like, that was, like, this, you know... That was the same thing. Old school Lonnie, get on the bar, dance, yeah. get some hits, get some attention. Okay. Cool. And then I was like, okay, I'm not going to party. I'm not going to do drugs anymore. Like, I feel really bad. So I actually hit my rock bottom after I decided to feel and process because then I'm alone. And to me, that was worse than being in an abusive relationship. So you're finally facing those insecurities that came from your five-year-old Lonnie. Finally. Not sleeping, hadn't slept since I'd gone back. And I am like at eight hours, solid eight hours ago. I mean, I go to bed, like when the sun goes down and I wake up before the sun comes up. Like, I'm so that's just making me crazy. The anxiety is just consuming me. I'm like in a dark place. I put some money forth for a business venture, my last 3000 and it got taken. And so I'm just like, I'm fucked. Like at this point I have a hundred dollars in my bank account. And I'm like, I'm gonna have to go back to America where I literally, hate I don't want to go live there it's not okay I'm suffocating mm. there I can't mm. and I can't get it like it's impossible like you need a car you need like 20 grand to do a setup in America like it's impossible I don't want to go there and I was sitting in my bed at 3 a.m. I hadn't really owned it or faced it I was still hiding the abuse from everybody oh with where's your hood where's the because you know I posted the perfect pictures of us on Instagram right I see and where is he lying? Oh, you know, he he's just wants to live in Australia and I want to live here. Like, just lying my ass off. Lying and lying and lying. And that just took me deeper and deeper because I got more disconnected from what the true root of my problem was. Like, lying doesn't help you face anything. Right. So, I'm literally, like, staring at the wall and I'm like, this pain is so gnarly. I'm getting, I can only describe it because I'm, like, such a positive person. And I've always been able to, like, fake it. And then that would make me feel like a little bit better at least. And I'd always have the gym. So like I could always go for like a 10 mile run if I was really fucked up. And that would at least like force me to get in my body a little bit. And I had never gotten to the point. Like I couldn't understand why my siblings would use heroin. I was like, what the fuck? Like I know we're all miserable, but like, dude, go for a run or something like that. Like pray a little bit. I didn't even know who I was praying to, but I was still praying. And 
it was like sinking in like this, like the craziest thing. It was like, everything was just like going, there was no colors. And I was so numb and so broken up. Like my numbness was matching my brokenness. And I literally was like, I can't fucking live like this. Like this is this pain. I'm 36. I'm, I, I'm so fucking old. I'm so fucking broke. I'm a piece of shit. Now I'm divorced, which is like the number one thing I said I never wanted to do because I saw how divorce like really hurt my siblings and me. So I'm literally living my biggest nightmare. I'm at my bottom, my biggest nightmare. Oh really, everything that you don't ever want to do in your life, hey, you've just fucking failed at all of it. So I'm sitting here feeling like the biggest loser and the, mm. just the biggest asshole. And I had an, a crucible moment, like I had a divine intervention and my dad was my angel in that moment. I do believe that when you're open, you get angels. And so my dad was like, you have to fucking feel this. Like I call my dad and he's at work. Wow. And like, dude, can you imagine your grown daughters like calling you crying? And like, I'm the responsible one of my siblings and I'm a, at this rock bottom and I'm like the, the most one that has their shit together. And he's like, I, I mean, it was an angel. Like my dad was an angel and that like, I know that literally the universe came through him and he spoke to my soul and was like, you have to feel this. You have to fucking feel this. You can't go around it. You can't hide from it. You can't numb from it you feel this and that I was same Fuck. and I was just like you're right yeah you're right so we like I cried and he was like you can do this I wow. know you can do this and I didn't even tell him like he doesn't know that I was like choked and thrown and that the money was stolen from me and like like he has no idea at this point I just was like it was bad I'm telling you now I haven't told you that before so it was bad and now here's where dead. I am. yeah yeah and I decided in that moment. It was like crazy. It was literally like as clear as you are. Like I could see myself like this. And I was like, like, so the broken, suicidal, failure, disgusting, whore was a big story because I got sexually abused. And I, my mom called me a whore growing up. I know that's what she was called. My ex called me a whore every day. Like it's just the patterns are so like elementary like the abuse pattern it's like no i literally found exactly what i had when i was five like you think you're this big person let's break it down because it was literally same right. a five-year-old pattern same so i'm looking at lonnie like this whore what she thinks broken loser fucking disaster too old and i'm like i'm gonna help you i'm gonna fucking help people like you i am going to help you because your legacy is not an abusive disaster. And I mean, it was a crucible moment. It was God, it was the universe, whatever the fuck it was. But in that moment, I could have like told my dad to fuck off. And I mean, I could have had that choice. Well, that'd be an easy choice, right? Right, yeah. And then I could have kept doing drugs and gotten into a, you know, it wasn't, it's not personal. I would have found another man the same as my ex. It's not even him, because if it wasn't him, it would have been someone else. It's not personal, it's a vibration. And I, in that moment, was like, I'm gonna help women who were like me, like a second ago. I was like, who were like me? I literally, it was like that. It was fucking rad. That's insane. <laughs> wow. So literally in this, like in that moment, it was like, I guess a light bulb almost just went off and you're just like, fuck this, okay, let's do this. And then from that moment, what did you do? What steps did you take in that moment? It was a new me, baby. 
because I had been That's working. awesome. Yeah. I, <laughs> it was, I love that. It was like I had a new body, a new nervous system, a new DNA because I always worked out. That wasn't the problem. Yeah. I but I worked out because oh, no one's ever going to love me and I'm right, fucking disgusted. Yeah. So I worked out because I would be doing like so in Uluwatu, there's these like 500 steps. It's next level. I, I go into the pain cave on my workouts. I've always gone into the pain cave, but cool. I used to go into them from ego. Right. I like see. I've always taken action, but it was from fear. Yeah. So the, the thing, it's not about, it's not about the things that I'm doing. Yeah. Like I had to get to my, it was an inside job. Yeah. So instead of working out because I don't want to be fat and oh my God, uh, I was on them stairs by my damn self in the jungle with monkeys, with my headphones on, breaking my own time. No one could fucking see me. Like, I don't care how amazing you are when you're on stage and everybody's looking at you. I want to know how the fuck you are when you're by yourself in, yeah. a, in your bedroom. That's cool. And when you wake up and what, and are you judging people? Because that's not a person that's full of love. That's a judgment of themselves. As that's well, right. So. Yeah. yeah. It's, I'm not good enough. So this person's a threat. And so I'm on these steps and I'm like, this is how I roll in everything in business, in my relationship with my body, everything exercise. And I'm like that you know it's so fucking hard you want to give up and i'm like this is the step that matters this is the one that makes you a badass and to, just today i did the most insane workout ever and when i want to give up i i this is what i do i'm like okay oh ego really it's too fucking hard okay fuck you and i sprint after like i sprinted three miles on the assault bike after i couldn't lift my arms after i did that many pull-ups and push-ups and squats so I went and did three miles on the bike just Amazing. so I could tell that ego who was boss. I love that. And when I'm doing it, I'm like, I literally get goosebumps and tear. Yeah. It doesn't matter where I, like, doesn't, I push the ego back all day and I get the same. Yeah. Teary and goosebumps. And I'm on the bike and I'm like, this is why you are the woman that gets to help a million fucking women. This right. is why you are a leader. Yeah. Because you don't give up. Because you say what you do. Because when it's hard, you fucking stare that shit in the eyes and you do it and you push through. And you're so strong and you're so amazing and you're so beautiful. Fuck yeah. And I have this team, an inner team. I was just telling my partner about this. Inner team, okay. Yeah. Tell me about this. I was telling my partner about this. Because we we're going to the pain cave. We're taking everything. The business has grown exponentially. <laughs> My ability to push my yeah. ego down has grown. It's all one. Cool. So when I thrive, I'm thriving everywhere. <coughs> I have a team inside, and they, when something gets hard, they fucking know. They're like, okay, so let's go. And then I heard this saying from an ultra marathon runner. He's the best one in the world. I just watched a documentary. And when he's close to the finish line, I broke, I mean, dude, running 200 miles. Oh, that's ridiculous. Broken. Like, yeah. I mean, so they have a saying where you can smell the barn. So my team is like, you, Lonnie can smell the barn. And then this is me. I don't, it's like, I have a team for my breath. As soon as I'm like, <gasps> they're like, get her the breath. And I like yeah, have yeah, the breath yeah. of my legs. So like they're going to fall. And they'd be like, legs on, right. let's go 90%. And then That's they're cool. just like, Lonnie fucking go. So That's I so like cool. smile wow. when I, like when someone else would faint, I'm like, and I just, fu I get goosebumps <laughs> and I fucking smile. This is the stuff. I'm so into it. Yeah. I'm so into it. And then they're like, it's like, I've got my rhythm and nothing can stop me because I wasn't the world, the, I wasn't a leader. I, I learned how to be one. Yeah. Well, I, you're an insecure leader, person can't teach other women how to be confident. Mm. So I had these visions of five that I wanted to change the world, but I wasn't the woman who deserved to have that. You can't be insecure and teach women self-love. Right. You can't hate yourself and say that you're teaching love. Sure. You can't feel like a loser asshole and then say, hey, come on, 
let's go be positive it, it's not an alignment oh, for sure it's, it's the same in business coaching you can't expect someone to teach you business if they're not doing yeah it i don't know themselves. how to get clients but yeah. i'm going to teach people how to get clients exactly. it's bullshit it's impossible yeah. and that's the problem with everybody today is they're trying to teach things that they don't know how to do it's like it's not embarrassing like i just strengthen my weaknesses sure. so i decided to become yeah like you said i had to face my insecurities mm-hmm. and i call it like squaring myself up like Dude, you're insecure as fuck. You need to get your shit together. Like, you're judging other women that are beautiful and amazing because you feel like you're not. I had to do this, and I do this daily. Like, Mm. if I... I don't have the judgment thing because I thrive off, you know, women coming. I, I judge myself. Right. So before I used to judge everybody else, and now it's like an internal thing. Like, oh fuck, right. come on, deliver, deliver. Yeah. And I and I just say, like, we're getting stronger every day, and that's that self talk isn't going to help you get to where you want to go. Yeah. So I had to become the woman who deserved to be a leader, and that's what I do when that's I go nice. to the pain cave, when I'm doing, when I'm, you know, doing fitness, when I'm watching a new, a, a new program. Fuck, like. Every time it's like, oh, you're not good enough, you can't do this. Yeah. And I like have a cry and I acknowledge where it came from. I'm wow. like, I totally hear you. That's so I cool. And you, you do this every time as well. When I'm doing a big up level, yeah. a huge one, like a yeah. quantum leap. People call that almost like a spiritual awakening or even just facing your pains. Like, I mean, two are the same thing really, isn't it? And that's what you're doing. And but you, that's scary. Oh, it's, it's so gnarly because you could fail. Yeah. And if you fail, then you're not good enough. And if you're not good enough, then you're right back to where you started. It, yeah, so sure. I'm really, my muscles are really strong. So I don't do it. It's not on a daily where I'm like, oh my God, but I am never going to stop growing and I'm yeah. never going to stop taking quantum leaps. Like That's a quantum amazing. leap is like from making $700 a month to making 20 grand a month, which we did in the business. Like that shit's fucking scary. You have yeah. to do stuff you've never done before. And you have to own your gifts, strengthen your weaknesses and show up. So on the daily, I'm not like, oh, but I do quantum leaps like a lot. Yeah. And I'd say, so I'm, I just did a quantum leap a couple weeks ago and that was like, oh boy, okay, come on. And I know where it's coming from, cool. but I'm not getting them because I, uh, I'm not like, oh God, I have to go to the gym today. Oh God, little Lonnie's coming up. Like that's bullshit. Like you only should be feeling that way because you're doing something so big and so uncomfortable that you've never done before. Cool. It's not an excuse to be like, oh, but I have anxiety, so I can't. No, that's right. fucking bullshit. Okay, I wanna talk on this actually. So labeling, um, can you please talk talk about labeling and how when women or men, right, will talk about how I have anxiety, I have depression, I can't do this, what would you say to them? Of course you have anxiety and depression, that's what you're claiming. Perfect, yeah, I love this. Okay, cool. So how would someone with that belief, because you're obviously just saying that at the end of the day, they have that belief instilled in them and not that perspective. Yes, it helps, it creates a platform, but it doesn't give them that ability to just be like, okay, cool, boom, it's gone. Um, but there's something they need to work on. So telling them that, yes, but what, what do you get them to do? Do you, do you get them to work in themselves in a particular way? What do you do? So my whole program is about reprogramming. Like everything I teach is to reprogram because like the subconscious is running 95%. So everybody's so hyper-focused on what's happening now. (gasps) I have anxiety now. I'm like, no, you fucking don't. Your little Lonnie or little Emily or little whoever, like get off of the hyper-focusing of your symptoms because A, the anxiety is a symptom that you don't feel like you're good enough. Right. The depression is a symptom that you don't believe you're worthy of love. Mm. So when I was so hyper-focused on my anxiety, I wanted to die. Yeah. And once I started going like, okay, it's like, you know, pull, get, open up the perspective a little bit because everything is a vibration and everything yeah. is an attraction. So 
I don't always feel 100%, but I have such big dreams and I have so much drive and motivation mm -hmm. that when I go into, oh, poor me, or, or I'm a little grumpy, I've learned how to do it at the push of a button because it's a muscle. So just Amazing. like I've learned how to do a backflip like now, right. I can push my ego down now. So yeah. when I feel like, oh, I'm anxious or depressed, I first take a pause and I, I'm like, dude, you're so focused on a symptom right now. Yeah. Like, get a bigger vision. Right. And don't say that because if you don't want it, don't say that. So yeah. I'm not going to be like, I have anxiety. Every, I have anxiety. It's like, yeah, dude, it's that's... Focus goes energy flows, right? Yeah, yeah. That's not going to help you. So I, you have to acknowledge, like you said, like sure. you must acknowledge, hey, okay, I have anxiety. Like, this is scary. This is new. I don't feel like whatever, this is triggering me, I'm a bit triggered, like acknowledging is cool, but then you have a decision. Yeah. And like the, the, if you're going to decide to like go work out anyway or start the business anywhere or travel anyway, that huge time gap that you ran around feeling sorry for yourself and dragging everybody down. Like people love to be like, oh, poor me. I'm like, you're fucking killing the earth right now. Yeah. And that's a big motivation. Like when I, if, like if I stayed in the poor me, that I'm hurting everybody around me negatively because right. it's, it's like throwing poison on babies and putting plastic into the ocean. Absolutely, and don't we come from a place where when we feel so low about ourselves that we think we can do so much for others. So we put ourselves, or we destroy our own happiness in exchange for trying to help others, yet yeah, that does nothing for them. Yeah. That's, yeah, it drags them down actually. People yeah. are like, I give great advice and I'm helping so many people, but I can't, I'm all bullshit. Yeah. Oh really, you've helped somebody breakthrough and live to their full potential like show me show me who you've helped and no you haven't i get that you're trying i did that for a long time and i honor that part of my evolution because every part of that's here but what i'm Absolutely. saying is that you don't need to suffer for 36 years like i did because yeah. it was a decision and there are strategies to reprogram mm. it's repetition but don't say shit that you don't want decide that no one has a gun to your head making you sit on the couch so you can get up and yeah, yeah. use your body go for a walk yeah everything's a choice not have to you don't have to do anything technically do you no yeah. we, not never <laughs> yeah you i don't have to be a miserable insecure bitch no. anymore because i didn't want i it's that was boring amazing. i didn't yeah. want to be like i it's so funny because everybody for the women that i help in my old program was this perfectionism mm. like okay gotta be the best gotta put on the show gotta what if somebody doesn't agree with me what if somebody hates my instagram yeah. video ah! <laughs> and i'm like who fucking cares like that doesn't like that has gone out the window because that destroys your ego doesn't it What's, what's your purpose? Is your purpose to get approval from people who are scrolling and can't get off the couch and are so fucking miserable yeah. that they have to judge everybody and put everybody down? Or is your purpose to teach people who are ready to break through and have it all, mm. teach them how to totally be like, you know, live the life of their dreams, not because we're saving them, because we are, because mm. I am, because I am doing what I'm teaching. Right. Like, the, like, there's this huge fear of rejection and, and not being perfect and failing. And failing is like amazing. I have failed so many times. Oh my God, I'm listening to the audiobook by the by the owner of Nike and it's just like, it's a good one. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, Phil Knight. And okay. it's so good. And I'm like, he, I mean, you like, People who are entrepreneurs and who have broken through and who are doing shit that ha no one's done before, who have broken through abuse like me, mm -hmm. and now like one of the things I I love being a voice for is like sexual abuse victims because there's there's a victim, and I'm not a victim. Something happened and like 
I'm a badass. I'm not a fucking victim. I'm not a sexual abuse survivor. I'm not a domestic violence survivor. I am a fucking badass. Fuck yes. That's what I'm claiming. So if I didn't have that experience, it's so offensive if you haven't been sexually abused to tell somebody that like, hey, you can heal from this. Yeah. That's so offensive to a poor me mindset. Right, I see. But like my mind is so open that I have limitless possibilities. And it's like, I think differently than people who are unhappy. You think differently than people who are unhappy. The Nike do things differently. Like we're like, we actually think differently. We see the world differently. My world paradigm is different. Yeah. Well, if you want to meet someone that's unhappy, find someone that wants to control everything around them. That's right. right. Yeah. 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 And as soon as we sort of understand that, well, okay, well, I can't control X and Y and Z, but I can control myself. And that's when we take action, right? That's the most empowering thing that I teach. I'm like, hey, you can choose right now to change your mindset. You can choose to get off your bum and say, this is what I tell my women. We, We go to our ego, sit the fuck down, shut the fuck up. I am the master yeah. and I'm going to do this. this so here we go. Like it's a muscle. I really? was really shitty at pull-ups when I started. Now I'm a boss. I was, I, you know, my ego would get momentum when I first started. Yeah. Now I'm a boss at pushing it down and identifying it mm. instantly. A little bit of ang- like, you know, I'm like, oh, or a little tired or a stomach ache. Sure. I'm like, okay, hey, cool. We're not going to do that. Cause that huge time-lapse, like, the crazy part is like, well, I decided to move to Bali anyway. I decided to get out of the abusive marriage anyway. What if I didn't choose to suffer and I decided faster? So that's my formula. I, I don't suffer anymore. That's not part of my, that's not how I roll. Right. I'm like, no, we're not gonna suffer. We're gonna choose because it's a decision. It Everything really is. is a decision and it takes one moment. Why would, I call it unnecessary roughness like in UFC. I'm like, what the fuck? You're gonna waste three weeks feeling sorry for yourself because somebody broke up with you. Yeah. And then, but you're gonna decide to like get back to it anyway. So, yeah. hey, how about we sh- shrink that time lapse? Cause right. you're just hurting everybody else, bringing everybody down. No, you didn't give, you don't give great advice. You hate yourself and you can't push it. Like, you know, the people say, oh, I can yeah. help people. Sure. No, you can't. Yeah. You don't know shit. If you don't know how to push your ego down and how to not self harm, you don't know shit. Yeah, of course. Cause then you can't tell others to do that. Of course not. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so in, in that um, so in that space in the last two years, what would you say actually would probably be one key change that you've made in the last two years? You know, it's so simple, but winning the first hour of my day. So Amazing. there's such an addiction. I was just thinking about this too. We have such an addiction to our cell phones, and there's that. Like, yeah. I mean, I went straight back there after the marriage. I was right back on Instagram, posting like. I'm real flexible so I can get into all of them sex positions, like full G-string and then like slapping in like a Buddha quote. And it was like, ah, spiritual. Yeah, yeah, and then like- just, Spiritual quote next to a butt peg. Yeah. And then like getting attention from dudes, yeah. you know? So it's like the phone is such like, to me now it's my, it's such a beautiful tool because I get to share this high frequency and this truth. But if you're, First of all, don't fucking go on the phone first thing in the morning. That's crazy. No, I'm so with you. On yeah, that. yeah, I know. I know you're on. I I see you running every morning on the beach when we're ah, out, yeah. when we're out before <laughs> my yeah sessions. Yeah. So this like locking up, like I mean, it's such a simple thing, but it's like, well, what is going to get me toward the woman I'm becoming? So right. at this point, I had no clients. Right when I made the decision, I had no clients. I was broke. I was poor. It was a disaster. I was single. Like all of it. 
And I was like, okay, what's going to get me? Like, I, I will be helping a million women soon. Like yeah. that is fucking happening. Yeah. So what, okay, what is going to get me there? Going on my phone on Instagram in the morning and judging all the people that have like a million followers and feeling like shit about myself or meditating, praying, getting out in, oh. in nature and like running. That's gonna get me closer to the woman I'm becoming. So, right, no one has a gun to our head making us like, the, the number one thing is like, oh, I'm exhausted. I'm like, you waste so much time. My productivity is up 500%. I don't have more hours in the day than anybody, but I am a fucking boss. Like, I've done so much shit today, you can't, like, it's crazy, and I still will leave and just kick ass until, like, you know, work day's over and then meditation and then bed. Like, that's so fun for me, I'm so fired up. So the biggest change for me has been deciding that I'm going to put my energy and focus in things that are gonna get me to the woman I'm becoming. Amazing. And actually, can you talk on meditation just for a second? What has that done for you? Oh. So I actually have brought in meditation to every moment of my day now because I have laser focus. Oh. So right now this is a meditation because right. our hearts are open, we're sharing truth, we're both super authentic, and this is love. This is what love is. Love is honesty and truth, and it's not perfect. I'm so with you on that. Love is truth. Yeah. yeah. It's not about being perfect. I don't ever say the perfect thing, but I say the fucking truth. Yeah. And I learn from it if I'm like, oh, okay, so I'm going to keep getting better. So to start with the meditation is, yeah, like we're so hyper-focused on symptoms. Like people will message me, how did you get a six pack? I'm like, what the fuck? That's not your goal. Like I know so many people that have a six pack that are the most insecure people I've ever met exactly. in my life. That's not the goal. That okay? was me as well before, yeah. Right, so, yeah, totally. I'd starve myself a little bit on Instagram and then like, but I was super miserable. So that's not the goal. So everybody's so hyper-focused on this instant gratification and not looking like an idiot and not being judged and not like doing what they want to do because what if someone says it's weird? I don't know, like, fuck, I love dancing in the living room since I was little and I quit that because I thought, oh, no one wants a spiritual teacher who, and I'm back, like, now I embrace every beautiful part of me. But with all these distractions and these things and they have an uh, where everybody's constantly in the head and I literally, it's like your head's like a basketball bouncing around and your body's running into the fucking walls because it has no guidance and you're wondering why you can't get shit done. Your mind is all focused on what you don't have, what you haven't done, who's hurt you, how dare they, why they, and your body's like, I need some fucking direction. Oh, I'm gonna eat. I'm not hungry, but no one's here to stop me. I'm gonna do drugs or I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna stay up all night like, and go on my phone. So it's like bringing those two together is what meditation is. Like, my body is so beautiful and amazing because it is the vessel that God comes through me. Yeah. And like, you know, my soul is coming like straight from, like my, our souls are perfect, they're straight from the heavens. And then my mind is like able to consciously learn these strategies so I can like retrain the subconscious. So there has to be this wholeness. So if you've never quieted before and you've not learned how, like meditation is a non-negotiable for me and all my clients. I'm, I'm exactly the same with me and my clients. At the end of the day, meditation um, is about being there and not being blank. People get so focused on the idea, okay, I need to create this blank canvas in my brain. Well, that's just gonna create more resistance to how you feel and how you think. Because you're trying to block out what's already there. No, you need to let that flow. Otherwise, you're not gonna know you. Yeah. I mean, I want to get your idea on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not down with the control no. at all. Um, when I have something big going on, I'm like, there you are, thinking, cool. there you are thinking, yeah. and I just like watch with love. Just like when little Lonnie comes yes. up, I'm, I'm not gonna, you. imagine if when I'm doing a quantum leap, like yeah. the one from making 
like I just said, in the last two months, we've made more than we made all of last year. Mm -hmm. So in that quantum leap, little Lonnie's like, we don't have enough money. We're fucking hungry. Yeah. Like, oh my God, but nobody listened to you when you were five. Can you imagine if I was like, fuck you, you asshole, bitch? Ah. No, I like... I'm like, I love you. You're safe. That's amazing. You're, like, we're not, I'm, I've got you. I'm going to protect you. That's and that's the same that I do in meditation. It's just cool. like, and so for me, like I take the meditation into all day, every day. So with clients, I'm like, get as much in as you can, because it's not like the meditate. Cause I know plenty of people that meditate that are assholes like that. It's not the thing. It's like, right. Getting the feeling like the prayer isn't the words or the busy thing. It's the feeling inside, but meditations stopping all of those like you're not looking at your phone you're you know we're not all distracted the tv the phone the freaking video games or it's like everybody needs a hundred things like closing pausing slowing your breath that pulls you inside and that's like what the meditation is absolutely but we when it's a muscle so i get to do this now with you like i'll i'll do four hour like talks and no script nothing not miss a beat not forget a word because i'm so in alignment with i'm like goosebumps this is right i don't question anything i'm just open and i go it's like how can you remember the hug i would yeah because you're in your fucking head you can't even yeah. remember what you did yesterday at three o'clock yeah let alone my own name because i've just introduced myself but you forgot it yeah <laughs> so unpresent like so mm. disconnected mm. so it's like that meditation yeah has to start there and then we get to take it into the rest of the day and that's like that like it's laser focus it's like Bam, this is what I'm doing and I'm doing it now because yeah. I practice it. I know how to shut off. I know how to come in. I know how to listen to my intuition. Mm -hmm. I know what my truth is. I'm not afraid of judgment, fear, failing, what others think of me. I'm in alignment with God. I'm totally universal energy. And so I actually have a meditation where I connect all of my clients and the women because like I work with women. So there's this ancestral, feminine, primitive fucking like we go old school like aboriginals dancing and like our first african sisters and so women who haven't even started my program i'll send them the meditation first because i like started on a certain dates and they're like crying and sobbing and we've never met they haven't started and they've just done this because the power is that you're not separate from me and it's not only that we're just i'm not like oh i'm a woman no i i we're all we're what like you are my left hand and, and i am your right hand like we're all connected in one and that's what I'm I don't have to save a million women I can't I'm a fucking broken like Mexican who was sexually abused like that human side's always going to be you know I can't do this I'm limited I don't have to worry about that the universe has got me like Gaia's running through my veins like I'm just this open vessel and when I do meditation and I'm present I can anything is possible limitless unstoppable and that but really wakes you up to yourself, doesn't it? There's only one place to be, and it's that we're all one. Mm. And we're all, like, it's just love. That's it. It's amazing. And then also, I guess that opens you up to actual love as well. Because, I mean, um, in that fact of, wow, okay, I'm really present in love. I'm really present myself. And I can actually love the person that I am. That really does open us to uh, us ourselves up to the space of, wow, I can truly love another now, rather than actually being completely... Um, four walls up, not vulnerable at all, not emotional at all, not open to love, not open to gratitude, not open to feelings, a sense of joy, but in a space where we're completely numbed and feel broken in ourselves to the point where we can't actually feel. Yeah, there's, there's no way that you can ever love or receive love from no. someone else until we understand that we are already love. And it's, it's so much bigger than the human side 
I was so focused for so long on like, okay, if I like have this house and if I make this much money and if I have a partner and I was so focused on all these things and then it's so, it's, it, it's so much bigger that our logical mind can't even understand the amount of power and love that we actually can share because there's no way that like you should be able to be helping people from your podcast on other sides of the world that have never met you before. Like that logically doesn't make sense. Right? Like, but oh, you no, are, no, but you're totally yeah. helping people that you've never met before that you might never meet. And yeah. it's the same. Like I get messages from people who are like, this energy has changed my life. So logically, if you're trying to always put something in a box of like, this is right and this is wrong. And this is what you like. It is so, you can't measure love. How, what, okay. What color is your love and how much does it weigh? You can't do that. It's goosebumps. It's light. It's unconditional. It's forever. It's like, it's like the sun. You can't, it's impossible. You can never put it in a box or, or measure it. And okay. it's so not about me. That's why it's like, it's crazy because I was the biggest perfectionist and I was the biggest faker and the biggest liar that you've ever met and the biggest performer. Not that long ago, I was faking and lying. I was putting up a fake version of Lonnie of what I thought everybody, the, the version that I could get the most attention from. And not that far off, I'm sharing my deepest, darkest, most embarrassing, most broken, most like humiliated, you know what I mean? Like, but it's because it's not about mommy, this human person who had a tough life and then ugh. like, it's so much bigger. It's about the entire, like we literally everybody and everything, we can tap into this unlimited power when we fucking open up and we drop the ego, we stop feeling sorry for ourselves because it's infinite. I literally f- swear when I meditate, like Gaia, Mother Earth, right? Like yeah. this energy, like our Earth is a breathing, beautiful, like, you know, I mean, everything, the universe, like it's all breathing and like flowers are breathing, like everything is breathing and everything is energy in life. It's flowing through my veins, not because I'm special or better or lucky, but because I decided that the only reason I couldn't do what I wanted was because of the program. I've done shit that people shouldn't have been able to do that have, like, for instance, every book that I ever read was like, oh, you've been sexually abused. You're like never going to have healthy sexual relationships. You're just fucked forever. Basically, you're fucked forever. So like I decided that I wasn't going to accept that as a truth. And I was like, I'm just going to like try and meditate and heal myself. And through meditations, I release any shame, guilt, fear around sexuality. And I became pure because nobody touched my soul. So that never got hurt. And now I teach women who have never orgasmed and I'm not like a sex teacher, but like you can't separate anything. We're humans. Like it's don't put me in a fucking box. I'm just teaching truth and love and we all have sex. So let's just fucking talk about it. And so women who haven't had their period in years, who have never orgasmed their entire life through teaching self love in meditation, not because I go in their room and focus on that or something. I'm just literally teaching them how to let go of the program that I'm not worthy of being loved and how to bring in a new one and how to open up. Cool. And they orgasm fast. They get their periods fast. Amazing. They find their soulmates fast. Their dream jobs come to them fast. Like they lose shit tons of weight fast. Not because I'm hyper-focused on a symptom and not because I'm doing it me against the world and everybody that mm. fucked you up. Ugh. We're not separate. Yeah, like, I'm here because of that person. I'm here because of this. Yeah, yeah. We have an unlimited amount of source energy mm. and love that we can connect to instantly, anytime, and anywhere. We We're, just need to be aware. Yeah, we just need to get out of the freaking head and out of the ego. Mm. 
Um, I just want to ask two questions. So the first one is actually in, some, in someone that's in a space of, okay, I don't, I don't love myself and feel sorry for myself. What's the first thing they should do? The first thing that you have to do is decide that you are in control of your own power. So I call it a quantum leap before you, like I can't help someone if they're like, I'm miserable because of my, you know, my ex-husband ruined my life and I'm like, I can't help you. You have given your power away to your ex-husband. Yeah. So let's take it back. Cool. So if you're super miserable and you're saying that you want to be happy, there's not an alignment. Yeah. So the first thing that if you're, if you have, like if you're saying that you're hungry and there's food in front of you, but you're refusing to eat it because you're telling me that you can't eat it because like, you know, it's too hot or then you're not going to fucking eat it. Mm. Like there has to be this moment where you go, I'm done suffering. I'm not, I'm not into it anymore, but nobody can jump in your body and no, do that no for you. That. No, like, we, no one can heal you. That's you heal right. yourself. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And you're a badass who's here to heal them and make them a badass as well. Yeah, you know, like I'm just teaching them. them exactly. Yeah. Like what I always say is I'm like, I'm you're your first client. Like yeah. I'm teaching you exactly how to heal yourself. Yeah. I'm not so doing it for that. anybody and I'm not enabling and you're not gonna come in my house and complain. I don't stand for excuses. But if you so say you're miserable and you're super unhappy, okay, so you can wake up mm. and feel and spend the first hour feeling really sorry for yourself and pushing snooze and then going on Instagram and then being like, everybody's taking this. advantage of me. Or you can go, okay, my life is fucked right now and I don't feel good about this, but guess what? I'm gonna put my running shoes on, I'm gonna put my favorite fucking song on and I'm gonna go outside and yeah. I'm gonna do something different. Self-empowerment, that's all it is. You cannot, somebody cannot soak up the tools while they, no. while they don't believe yeah. that that they want, like while they're not ready to receive. Yeah. Like I could try and spoon feed somebody, but if they're going, yeah, exactly. then it's never gonna work. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, and I do wanna finish off with one more question actually, and this is based off, gonna be completely individual, based off your own experiences and based off your own beliefs, but it's quite an open-ended question and I like to just sort of throw in a little twist. So, what heals you? Mm. I like the way you worded that. What heals me is that I am one and part of everything, and I know that. I, I know that I am God. I know that I am the universe. I know that I am the rainbows. Oh, I love it. I know that I am the polar bears, like in you know the Arctic. I know that I am the hummingbirds in the flowers. I know that I am every queen and healer before me. I know that I am every baby that's born. I know that there, that I'm love and that I can choose it. What heals me is I have the choice to be loved now. I just want to say guys, <laughs> I've been so uh, focused on Lani and so just involved in what she's been saying. It's been absolutely insane. Like, it was only at about 45 minutes where I looked at the time um, where I was like, oh my gosh, how long has it been? Because I completely just got consumed in this conversation, which is amazing. Um, but that just goes to show how incredible this is because never, that never happens. Uh, and I just want to say you are, you just have this amazing gift to just really bring people in and just to truly help them understand you um, so that they can understand themselves, which is so beautiful. And I just want to thank you for that. And I just want to thank you for everything you're doing because um, it not only lights me up, but you're lining up so many people. Aww. Yeah, so thank you. Yeah, and I, I, I'm sure you can tell I genuinely mean this, so mm -hmm. thank you. Um, 
So Lani, where can they find you? Yes. Yeah. Hit me up on Instagram at Lani Nalu 11, L-A-N-I-N-A-L-U 11. Yeah. I have a podcast. I am badass. iTunes. I love that. No, cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know what's in it. iTunes and Spotify. So I specifically work with women because mm. that is my expertise. But um, these tools and strategies work for everybody. And you have helped men in the past. I know because you told me. Say again. You have helped men in the past as well. Yeah, yeah. I definitely get messages from a lot of men mm. too, and. Yeah, just for the moment, this is what feels right. So cool. Because it's really interpersonal and. And I, and because there, you have to be part of, there has to be sexual energy for women. Like I know that it's the same with men too, but because I am in my feminine sexual energy, that's how I get to share. And so when we do this super openly, um, it would change the dynamic if a woman was like, I've never had an orgasm and there was a man yeah. there, like it would just change it. So we're just like, you know, this open freeness. Cool. And I would love to offer the women Please. only a free workshop. So. It's a great place to start. Like you asked, where do you start if you are miserable, if you're unhappy, if you like need to take a first step? So it's six steps to to, to take you from you know feeling broken and, and suffering and anxiety to living free. And that is at iam.laninalu.com forward slash workshop. And it's six steps that are just gonna get you, you know, how do you start your morning? This is the perfect way to start if you don't know where to go. Cool. Um, that all that information will be in the show notes as well, guys. So you can always check that out. And I just want to say thank you so much once again. Um, you've really been amazing, and uh, I just really hope that everyone's actually taking this stuff on board. If you've been listening on the car or been listening on the run, I want you to actually go back and take notes because uh, I think this is something that I need to take notes on as well. I, I really did learn a lot um, just in the space, and um, yeah, just being able to come in here, just completely open to what you had to say. I really was able to learn so much from you, so thank you. Mm, thanks, um, thanks again for watching, guys, uh, and listening. <laughs> um, but have an amazing day, guys. Stay blessed, and make sure you subscribe to this podcast, The Pocket Coach, for more amazing stuff. Cheers, guys. I'm out. Hey, thank you so much. Oh,